You're now listening to the Garage Guys Fantasy Sports Podcast. Welcome into another episode of Garage Guys Fantasy Sports. We have just watched the Phoenix race, and there's no chase. There's no Garage Guy chase. And we have Chef Boy, and we have Dale Tanhart. Uh, Dale, I don't think Chase drank enough drip drop today. Well, he's got Walmart internet, I, I think. Um, pretty unreliable, but talk about reliable drip drop. This has been – this is the weekend cure. You know, no matter what you're doing, you lose your bets. This will make you feel a lot better. The ultimate rehydration, drip drop. Uh, unlike Chase, unlike Garage Guy Chase, very reliable. You're absolutely right. There dude. you go. And I have to say, like, it's the official drink of the Garage Guys, and it's the official drink of NASCAR. So we both have our drip drop. This is probably better than we usually do. With You know, usually one of us has it. Both me and you have it. So we're off to a good start. And I think I have to kind of take a couple of jabs at Chase here, honestly. Anytime we have like a tech issue, it's just like a foregone conclusion that it's my it's my fault. So like maybe it's been his fault for like the last year and a half. I think that is not uh, <laughs> I think that could be accurate. I definitely think it, that could be accurate. Don't let them don't let them don't let them pick on us anymore. Yeah, dude, for it's sure. Our turn. It's our for time. Sure. Well, I see you got the Pels on, but let's jump right into this NASCAR race. I wanted to just start from Let's start from the end, right? So Martin Truex wins. What's some of your main like takeaways, Dale? Uh, let's just start there. Well, um, so the Instacart 500, I thought it was a, it was a good race. Um, the most green flag passes since a Phoenix race in 2013, I believe is what I read. And um, it kind of brought us back to reality based on what we've seen in the first few races of the season with unexpected winners. Um, even though I do think Truex was slightly an unexpected winner because he's his performance of this track and his performance recently as being a big time fader, he did the exact opposite. He faded or not faded. He kind of started off slow early and they adjusted so well in his car where he was super fast at the end, but it brought us back to reality in the sense that uh, it's about the big dogs. You know, when you come here in November for the championship, you know, the big dogs are going to run up front. So um, I've always, I've been preaching, you know, play what you play, what is expected to happen. And what was expected to happen today did happen because uh, the theme of 2020, for the most part, was Penske versus Gibbs. And that's what we saw today. All three of the Penske's, Penske cars showed uh, glimpses of being strong throughout. And uh, the Gibbs cars were strong throughout and especially at the end. So it, it brought us back to reality. The top nine finishers of the race were are the top nine in the point standing. So uh, what we've been preaching kind of kind of showed its face in today's race, even though we didn't get the exact results we wanted. Yeah. I mean, kind of unpacking a lot of what you just said there and try to respond to all that. So um, at one point in the race, I looked up Dale and it was like, Kez, Joey Logano, Truex, uh, Denny Hamlin, Kyle Larson, Kevin Harvick were all like in the top seven. And it was just like back to the reality of the big boys are all kind of, uh, you know, back where they belong, I guess, without, without saying like a random William Byron in there, you know, no, no disrespect to him, but all the big boys were up top for a good portion of this race. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and in, in team Hendrick, don't get me wrong, or let me understate it. Team Hendrick did win the championship last year. Uh, and Kevin Harvick had a dominant season for the most part, but it was a good race. And uh, we did hit 
Uh, the Dale Hub premium picks for the Instacart 500. We did hit Blaney, stage one plus 2,000, massive hit that that ultimately saved our day. Uh, Keselowski top five was a, just an absolute lock that hit um, very easily. He ran in the top five the entire race. So very good stuff there. Ended up positive on units. Uh, so I appreciate what the, what the Keselowski, Blaney, the Penske boys did for me today. Very appreciative. Yeah, dude. I mean, switching gears a little bit to DFS, I know I had a couple of Truex lineups. I finished tied 10th in the FanDuel big tournament, and I was like a point away from taking down $3,000. So uh, what it came down for me was, and this is my next talking point, it came down to Bubba Wallace needing to pass two cars. Uh, we saw him on that, that like 10 to, to 8 range, and then he got the race lead because of a uh, pitch strategy. But that ultimately hurt him and cost me the the two or three grand there. So would have liked to see Bubba like be a top 12 car. I think he finished place 16. Yeah. That one just really sucks because he was a top 12 car. Um, same deal with, with Truex. They kind of were around 20th most of the race and they adjusted and that car was super fast at the end, but uh, the, the strategy play was, was baffling. Honestly. I mean, they saw nine or 10 guys stay out in front of them on one of those late race cautions and they decided to stay out and no one else behind them stayed out, you know? So um at a track like this tires are king you know and especially on these and at, granted they only had seven laps on their tires when that happened but like i said i mean in the xfinity race and the cup race tires were king uh it's just a very abrasive racetrack and heartbreaking being a race is like a short track um they all i mean they basically had i don't remember how many sets they had exactly but they had plenty of sets where they could have come down and pit and yeah. stayed in the game probably could have run seventh or eighth yeah i mean i agree a thousand percent with what you're saying i'll play devil's advocate though and i think that if you know in the event we would have seen multiple cautions down the road there was a chance that bubble would have been the only person able to get fresh tires if he would have seen something like that but i mean the chances of that dale probably like less than five percent so 100 percent agree with you on on that um that leads me to my next point though i mean just working right through this kind of bubba not only let me down on in dfs but he doubled down and hurt me in DFS again when he knocked out when he knocked out Cole Custer who's somebody that the garage fam has been on the past two weeks and I don't I don't think it's fair for us to um be mad at Cole this week maybe last week you can be you put an argument that that we shouldn't have played him as much but to me I think he was in a smash spot and I stand by the play 100 percent absolutely um and if you look at Cole Custer's history on uh kind of the flatter racetracks flatter intermediates um he runs super well uh when you talk about vegas uh kentucky and phoenix his track history is very impressive so i you know i think the play there was great and he um it seemed like most of the race ran up in the top 15 and just a really tough break when bubba got into him and took him out i think he was running 13th or 14th he i mean that killed all my lineups i didn't i didn't play a lot of lineups but i was in the green for much of the race until that had happened so um you, you got to feel um, you got to feel OK about the play because the research was there. Uh, just just terrible luck. Honestly, just terrible luck. There were a lot of people in the garage room that were upset about that because he was a big he was super cheap. He was one of the cheaper guys that you could you could plug into your lineup and, and sustain. And um, it's just a bad luck deal there, man. Um, he killed me, too. And it's not his fault. So, yeah, second straight week, he's been under 7K. And I think that's too cheap for him. Honestly, I know it's 
it's hard to say that right now with the results, but we're probably going to be right back planning next week, the way this algorithm works and in terms of qualification. So he's going to be starting way back there and they'll probably be priced under seven K again. So he's going to be another tempting play, but maybe, uh, maybe some people will shy away. I'm not sure. I'm not going to let the results kind of get in the way of my, my research, honestly. Absolutely. Yeah. And you gotta, you kind of got to play it like, the luck has to turn around at some point, you know, he ran super strong at Homestead. I think he was running fifth and then had a tire go down Vegas, the whole Stuart Haas fleet just missed the setup and he was pretty good today and uh, just bad luck. So um, he's on a cold streak, but a lot of it is not his fault. So you got to expect a bounce back in the next few races. For sure, dude. And uh, shifting gears to Mr. Recky Sten Stenhouse, I want to talk about him because this dude's been having like a under the radar, incredible season. And, um, you know, after talking about Custer, who, you know, disappointed in his performance, even though it wasn't his fault, uh, Stenhouse was a guy that Chase and I brought up on the preview video. We brought up Suarez and we brought up Stenhouse as punt plays. And both of those guys, looking at the leaderboard on, on DraftKings today, both of those guys were near the top in terms of like their punt, not a huge score, but a, a score that paid off their prices. And if you look at it, Stenhouse has been doing it all year. Yeah. And, and the, I used a word earlier, a key word that uh, when talking about Cole Custer, uh, sustain, right? Ricky Stenhouse was so cheap at well, on DraftKings plus, or I want to say plus, because I'm thinking we're talking about odds. He was about $5,400, I think, or $5,500. So, I mean, he was a must start in, in most of your lineups because I mean, if he sustains a top 15, you know, he gives you the ability to play the juice in your other spots. Um, he, he has been consistent. He's still up there in the points, top 15, top 20 in points. Um, and you can tell that the JTG Doherty fleet, uh, him and Ryan Priest have kind of – Priest has been fast in other races. I know he wasn't great today, but um, they've, they've obtained some speed. Uh, so, I mean, that – they are worthy plays, at, you know, at least one of them I feel like is a worthy play week in and week out. And Daniel Suarez, we had a lot of question marks with his new team. Uh, what kind of speed are they going to have? Are they going to be one of these uh, blowing engine, you know, one, like the Rick Ware boys, you know, get lapped six or seven times? And they've showed decent speed. Um, and I think a lot of people could have expected that with the backing of sponsors that they have. Like they're able to build pretty good race cars. And I think he his qualifying spot was 27th. He finished 21st. Like I said, like same word. That is a sustainable play to to lay the juice in on your other five spots. So I'm impressed with how Suarez has been so far this year, especially compared to his ride last year within the number 96 uh, Gaunt Brothers Racing uh, Toyota. That car was was very bad, and uh, it's it's a, it's a huge step up for him. So uh, those were two very good plays you guys talked about, and they were in my lineups. They were in my lineups, but, you know, it just takes one guy to mess it all up. Yeah, dude, I was joking about the fact that, you know, on our previous platform, I think we, you know, talked about 38 races on preview videos last year, something like that. And we talked about Suarez once this year. We've already talked about him twice. So big things for that team. And I, and I think it's a, like an important takeaway for, for all of our listeners and garage fam. I was watching the Discord today, Dale. And a lot of people are getting caught up on like Cole Custer and Martin Truex. When in reality, you need to also focus on what went right, which is looking at the rankings. Joseph Logano was one of my highest ranked guys. Denny Hamlin was one of my highest ranked guys. Um, Suarez was one of my highest ranked guys. And Bubba Wallace was right in the middle. So, I mean, there was plenty of like right and correct things, but 
And DFS, if you're not hitting the perfect combination, you're probably going to lose like most weeks. And I think that's like a big takeaway for me is you're focused. If you're focused on Cole Custer, you're focusing on the wrong things. <laughs> Absolutely. And you still have to, even with DFS, you have to play it like casinos don't build themselves. You know what I mean? And yeah. it, it's the same concept in DFS, like a small percentage in a lot of contests typically are the ones that win money, you know? And it just takes one bad egg to ruin that. And in, in this case, it was somebody like Cole Custer um, for and based off purely bad luck. You know what I mean? Like we talked about earlier, uh, the rest of your picks were virtually spot on. Um, but I mean, that's just the way it is in this business. You know, one thing goes wrong and you, you know, the, when the results don't show up for money, people are going to be upset about it, which is totally understandable. Um and, you know, that that just makes us we're do. I think what you're doing in the Cup Series is a is an amazing job. But we just got to get that one guy, you know, that one guy. <laughs> and it, a lot of it's going to have to take luck. You're just going to have to have luck to have that final result. So, yeah, for sure. And it, it comes in time. I've been doing this for so many years that I'm not worried about it. Um, the dominators are always going to be the hardest to pick because you look at the and you're a straight better. Like traditionally, you're a guy that checks the odds. Uh, you know, most as long as I've been betting, you've been betting. So uh, when you look at the the board and you see all the dominators that are all, they, they all relatively have the same odds. I mean, everyone's from plus 550 to plus 1,000. So any race, they can win. So that's why it's it's key to have multiple lineups. And, you know, I've said it multiple times, and I think people do understand that now, that multiple lineups is key. But, I mean, I can rank somebody, at, you know, just last week, Dale, Kyle Larson, I think, was my worst-ranked dominator, and we saw what happened. But that doesn't mean that, like, looking at the odds, he was just as likely to win as, um, you know, he was only a little bit behind Joey Logano last week in terms of odds, maybe maybe two or 300 more on the payout. Yeah, it's actually interesting. Uh, I think Truex this week was in that same ballpark as what Kyle Larson was last week. You know what I mean? Like, the heavy favorites this week were Elliott, Harvick, uh, Keselowski and then fourth or fifth guy was probably Logano and Kyle Bush. And then, you know, a couple spots lower, you have Truex and that was how it was last week. And it there, like you said, there wasn't a huge difference. Um, but it, it, it comes, I think Truex winning does come as a, as a surprise to some people. It definitely came as a surprise to me just because of just the research just does not back Truex, you know? Yeah at the end of the day, you got to trust the research and, you know, they proved us wrong and it'll be interesting to see uh, how this win for Truex, he hadn't won, I think in 28 races, you know, it's going to be interesting to see how this kind of catapults him and his race team into next week at Atlanta and throughout the rest of the season. Will they start ripping off wins and just be a formidable, formidable play every single week? Or will he go back to same old Martin same old James Small uh, as a crew chief, and they fade, you know. So it, it definitely shakes things up. You know, as predictable as it could have been with the, the top dogs running up front, it shakes up how I will approach my bets coming forward. No question about it. Yeah, dude, and we almost saw the same old Truex thing with, like, the – I can't remember how many laps were left, uh, but another caution bailed him out. But Truex was leading for a large portion, and then we saw Logano and Kez, I think, retake the lead on the, on the pits. Like, I think they – both moved up two spots. Truex dropped to third or fourth, but ended up not mattering because he had a fast car and because I think the last – I think another caution came out like 10 laps later. So we almost saw the whole like Truex shenanigans and we almost saw me and your straight bets win. So it's uh, – Yeah, on one of those late race 
cautions. Uh, Brad, Brad just didn't have the car to compete with Joey or Truex. Uh, but we got up and we're pretty pumped when he took the lead uh, with like 40 to go. Maybe he just yeah. had a great restart, got ahead, but Joey passed him back and then Truex caught both of them. Um, we were close and it's and every week we're close. Um, I know you wanted to talk about the Xfinity race. Uh, <laughs> speaking of close and just absolute tragedy. Um, but you know, Austin Cindric, I just I just want to fight him. I just want to kill him. Maybe I wasn't kill even going to go there right, on Xfinity. But... I didn't want to like relive your bad moment there, but you know, <laughs> well, Dude, I feel like you've been spot on though with trucks and you know, um, definitely the props on Cup, trucks as a whole, and um, the Xfinity not so much, right? Yeah, it, um, I, I I've been wanting to make a breakdown on everything. Um, I have a breakdown on what my units are at for the year, but if it wasn't for an Xfinity. I think I'd be up about 25 to 30 units. Yeah. I mean, that's how bad Xfinity has been. And a lot of it came down to the one race with Noah Gragson at Homestead killing me. I mean, just, and obviously that's just like the most, one of the most unlucky things I've ever seen in my life. But um, yeah, Austin Cindric, I don't want to kill him. I mean, I did yesterday, but. <clears throat> don't I hold back now. Stand him, dude. I cannot stand Austin. He is a hell of a race car driver. Has a great car, great team, excellent crew chief combo. He'll be racing in cup next year. But man, he just makes me so mad. I bet on him two weeks in a row, and then I don't bet on him this week, and he wins. And I think I bet on Truex two weeks in a row, and then he won this week. I don't it's know. It's like the, the way it always seems to fall. Like it falls that way more than it should. And and sometimes maybe that's just us thinking short term. I think what you said though is, is true that we will see this thing level off throughout the year. We'll probably see some. Probably one more like downswing, but I think for the most part, we're going to be hitting stride right now. And then throughout the year, maybe we have one more downswing, but NASCAR straight betting Dale is like, I mean, realistically, you can go through droughts that last months because the odds are so crazy. This isn't betting a minus 120 favorite in a basketball game. Absolutely. And that, and that is what um, I brought a lot of appeal to a bunch of people I know. Uh, because of that exact argument people who want to take the bets because i mean they're just the odds are just sexy i mean just to put it quite <laughs> frankly like yeah. you see plus 500 and you hear somebody like me which i am an expert and i still think i'm the best in the world even with the issues we've had um you you trust somebody and it inclines them to take them and even with the losses you know i still get texts every every weekend hey who, who we ride this weekend who we ride on sunday uh trucks have been awesome but before we shift to another topic, I wanted to go over uh, my stats for the year so far and just bring some positivity about it. Kind of go over a few highlights real quick. I mean, you're up on the year. I think everyone knows you're up. So, yeah, looking at the notes here, <laughs> we have – and this is including live bets. Don't get me wrong. So, uh, I, I've, I'm kind of learning as I'm going with, with some of this stuff, but I hadn't been able to live bet on NASCAR until this season. But for the record, <clears throat> after today – we're one for three on live bets plus seven units, uh, six for 18 on picking winners. That's races and stages minus 11.35 units. Okay. But it gets better. All right. Uh, 10 for 22 on matchups, almost 50% at minus 0.5 units, uh, six for 16 on top three slash top fives at plus 6.68 units. You said it earlier, I think talking about top three, top fives being the bread and butter of what we've done well and um look ridiculous right now <laughs> the record well, just my reading glasses okay just, 
I know I'm old, but listen, the record doesn't sound good, but like we on topic with the sexy odds, all, all basically the theme is all you need is one. You know what I mean? All you need is one big hit, one, two, three big hits. And you'll make you will make a lot of money. And your so blaney, our, your blaney hit is one of them, like right there. So yeah, pl- I added that to the list at plus two thousand. I mean, that was a huge hit. I wish I had put more on it. Uh, I know our premium subscribers got to see it, uh, which is great. I think a few of those guys took it, um, who were able to. But for the year, total units so far, even with our terrible struggles, especially in Xfinity, one plus one point eight three units on the season. The fact that we're staying afloat, even with the terrible luck and tragic endings we've had, like we had yesterday in the Xfinity Series, I had Allgaier and Hemrick lining up second and third on the restart, and they both crashed. Plus 1.83 units, I think, is very impressive and provides a good reason for everybody to stick with us. Uh, for sure. I mean, we still it's only going to get better from here. I mean, I, I yeah. I mean, I don't want the yeah. I don't want the tone to be you know necessarily that we're doing bad. I mean, it's. We see screenshots every week. I saw uh, Chase got second in a tournament. I saw um, several subscribers drop in screenshots, and I want a little bit of money on FanDuel today. So, and your record is definitely in the green in terms of overall count. So it's not that we're we're down on our product. Uh, we're still seeing plenty of sales and subscribers come through. Honestly, so it's something's working. It's just a matter of getting that right combo in DFS and. Um, you're just being hard on yourself because you want those straight bets to hit. That's all it is. I know, well, and I, I'm just a perfect. I try to be a perfectionist, so you know. And the same thing. Even last night, as mad as I was, there were uh, several guys. There was one guy that hit huge on Xfinity last night. I think he won almost yeah. two grand. Uh, and he he took most he took most of my picks. But yeah, it didn't work out for me. But you're right. We had a we've had a lot of subscribers hit hit hard. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. So that's that's a very good sign. I'm very happy for those people that have been able to hit. Probably more our, than our time's coming on the DFS side. I know that. I mean, last year at our, you know, like I said, our previous platform, me and Chase were winning a ton of money right at, right off the bat uh, in terms of the season. But I think less subs were hitting, and it's been the opposite this year. Like we're not personally winning a ton, but a lot of our subs have. So I mean, I'll take that any day of the week. Honestly, uh, got to be happy for those people. But anyways, uh, I want to get to our voicemails, Dale. But last question for you. Um, before we do the voicemails, which we have not listened to, and they're going to be electric, I hope. I'm so pumped. I'm anxious, but I'm pumped. I just want to get to them. I'm going to be disappointed if they suck because I honest, honestly, we're going straight like authentic, natural reactions. But I haven't, and I, you know, I haven't done, I haven't done the voicemail thing yet. So really? like, I, I want to see what my, you know, my natural reaction is going to be to some of this stuff. So. Dude, we've had some, we've had some like all time uh, voicemails. I know back in. Not this past football season, but the season before that, we had Crazy Earl. We had um, just some really incredible names. I mean, hopefully we get some more for NASCAR. But I'm glad that we have brought the voicemails back uh, for the race recaps. Oh, it's uh, great. I'm, and it's, it's awesome that people want to contribute that kind of content, you know. So, yeah, yeah. And before we get into those, let's plug the, that everyone go subscribe, Garage Guys, on the YouTube page or down here at the bottom. And uh, definitely get over to our premium. We're going to drop the annual subscription down after i think this is the fifth race so it's time to drop it down it won't be um a huge discount but we will you know drop it down but make sure you come subscribe um join the discord what other plugs do we need and well then, you said you had one more you you i think you said you had one more question for me what was that question oh i'm coming back to it don't you worry oh shit okay don't All you right. worry sorry uh and then the last okay. thing i wanted to plug was um Oh, our new weekly episode, Dale, 
uh, garage talk coming on Wednesdays, which was just an incredible interview with Kyle Larson that we had. And we're going to be cycling through different stuff. So basically Chase will be leading that up. Um, but our plan is to have guests on no matter the magnitude, whether it's Xfinity, whether it's cup or whether it's just some random person in media, like we're going to have people. Um, Don't forget trucks. With. Trucks are important. Yeah. Or gotta truck. love trucks too. Truck night in America on Fridays, baby. I think having truck guests would be possibly more entertaining than Xfinity, depending on the driver. But basically, we had I agree. now Monday, Wednesday, Friday, Monday recaps, Wednesday garage talk, Friday or not Friday, um, Thursday we record the preview video and it drops Friday. So it's Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and then we have Dale Center. So that's a ton of content for the Garage Fam, and I'm looking forward to the to the addition of the Garage Talk. So what's your what's your thoughts on that? Oh, I mean, it was a killer start. I was so jealous, obviously. Um, but uh, Kyle, Kyle Larson was, was really <laughs> cool. Uh, and you guys did an awesome interview. And the feedback was so consistent amongst everybody who, who liked it. The questions were all really good. Uh, his responses were all very authentic. He enjoyed the conversation, clearly. And, uh, I mean, coming off a win at Las Vegas, you know, I mean, the fact that we got the winner – of the last NASCAR cup series race, uh, was really awesome. So we're going to have to find out how to top it. I'll tell you that we gotta, we gotta be able to top it going forward. Dude, it's going to be hard. Cause like you said, it couldn't have been scripted better. I almost feel like we got that that week because it was Chase's birthday and like, it's just good energy. And I don't know, like that doesn't happen that way where you happen to get a guest on the, like right after they win. I've been doing this long enough now to know that that doesn't happen too often. So it was the perfect start to garage talk. Absolutely. I'm looking forward to, to being a part of it and watching you guys do more of it as we go. It's going to be awesome. Yep. So that's, that's all the shameless plugs I wanted to do, but final question before voicemails, I just want like, and you can't say, so you had your plus 2000 hit besides that your biggest like encouragement or win of the race, like biggest takeaway and then the big, biggest disappointment. And I'm, while you answer this, I'm going to think of mine um, just for the cup race. Okay, so the, say those again. You have the biggest takeaway, the biggest disappointment, and what else? Just like the biggest win for you personally, whether a DFS pick or whether um, somebody that you just enjoyed the way they raced it and thought they had an incredible race. So just a, a winner and a loser. And you can't say the winner is your plus 2,000 because we already covered that's a, that's a – You're right. Okay, you're right. Well, um, biggest takeaway is the theme of this show is that Gibbs and Penske um, at the tracks that are going to matter down the road there it's it's going to be a dogfight between those two organizations and uh we you know we're, no one's talking about kevin harvick okay uh everybody was so scared of of harvick you know how bad he he's he was last week even though he wasn't bad the, the prior weeks um kevin harvick was good today i think he finished sixth but the biggest takeaway two things is like i said gibbs versus penske and Stuart haas Stuart haas is still a little bit behind these guys. And even though Kevin was good, he wasn't good enough like what we usually see uh, from him and his team at Phoenix, the most dominant track of his career. So those are my two big takeaways. Biggest winner, I mean, I have to say Keselowski. Um, from a betting perspective, when I looked at the data, I, was, I literally told myself there's no way. I thought he would win the race, but I, I also said there's no way he will run outside the top five. I think it is a mortal lock that he'll run in the top five. And, and, he, 
He did. I don't I don't think at any point of the race he was outside the top five besides a green flag pit stop. Uh, and he finished fourth. So that's my biggest winner, no doubt. I mean, yeah, the, the Blaney stage one thing was huge, but he wasn't consistent throughout the whole race. Kozlowski was. Even though he didn't lead a lot, he was there through the whole race. Um, biggest loser, I guess I would say Chase Elliott because – That that was mine, so you just stole mine. <laughs> just, <laughs> even though he finished fifth, most of the race, he just was a non-factor. It was very shocking. Yeah. Um, beginning of the race, he drove straight through the field. By the end of stage one, he was fifth. And at the end of stage one, I said, I think Elliott's going to run away with this thing. I literally told my roommate that. I was like, I don't see how he doesn't win this race. And then through the through the meat of the race, he just fell off. And at the end, they they I guess they made some big adjustments, and he crept back up there to fifth. But definitely the biggest loser there based on how dominant he was in the fall race and what people expected of him today. Yeah. Yeah. For me, I'm going to, I'm just going to go ahead and double down on Chase Elliott. I'm not going to think of another one. I'm just going to go to the point that I had been, I had been joking around Dale about Hendrick cheating. And we saw last night, Larson uh, had to go to the rear. We saw Byron go to the rear. And then when like an hour before the race, we see Elliott go to the rear. So I just think it's funny that, you know, they've been amazingly fast and then, I mean, who knows, like this unapproved adjustment might've been something that they got, they got caught. And then maybe that's why they weren't as fast as they were last, you know, in the championship. I don't know. I don't know. I don't want to like get too down into the speculate too much. Right. Well, I'll go, go ahead, go ahead. You still got to give your other two. So I'm just going to do biggest loser, biggest winner since we've been talking about takeaways. So biggest loser for me, Elliot, for sure. I was overweight and DFS on him. Uh, Biggest winner was definitely Logano from a, a dominator perspective i think he had like you racked up a ton of i mean you had to have him on DraftKings or else you lost so he scored so many dominator points that he probably could have even like wrecked out and still scored like 40 points i mean it's crazy um so he was my biggest winner race uh, high and in, in, in laps led i think 143 laps led so i i can agree with that yeah for sure and we're gonna see we're gonna see some races that return to where you have one or two dominators that do this this was just the first one in a while um but you ready for some voicemails? I am more than ready. I'm so ready. All Let's right. We out. have no clue um, what's about to happen here. So hopefully no tech issues. When I play this, Dale, just give me a thumbs up. Thank God I'm at the right place. I wrote the number down on a napkin and it smeared a little bit. But I just want to know where the hell this Joseph L energy came from. How the fuck did he leave him many laps? And why why were we not thinking about him this week and only last week? I don't know, guys. I'm a little upset. I drank too many beers, and I bet too much money on Larson to win that race. I don't even care that you're one, but God, where did that Joseph Bell energy come from? I'd love any answers y'all got. Talk to you soon. You get to respond first. Okay, do we know who that was? What was his name? Did he say? I don't think he stated his name. So next time, whoever you are, state your name, whether it's fake or real name. But what's your reaction? Then I'll answer because I have an answer for him. So he said, why were we not on the Joseph L train? So why were we on the Joseph L train? He's pissed he didn't win is what he's saying. Yeah, he's like, where did this Joseph L energy come from? Uh, Did uh, He led so many laps. Why are we not thinking about him this week and only last week? My answer is, Sam, I thought I was thinking about him this week. So I don't know if he's a premium sub because I, I ranked him very well. Well, 
uh, I mean, I will say I was not on the Josephelle train this week, um, but I was on Team Pinsky, and Blaney and Keselowski were the two guys. If I had bet on Joey, I would have won no money today, but I bet on Brad and Blaney, and I did win some money. Um, <laughs> my response to that is, you know, I think you're a little bit induced by the multiple beers you've had to drink. Incredible. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Joey was – he – could have easily won that race. I mean, he was one of the best. I mean, if he wins, he finished second. You know, he, uh, they they adjusted on their car. At one point, he was fading, you know, fourth or fifth, and then they adjusted on his car, and he was back up to first. Truex is just a little bit better. So, yeah, the Joseph L energy from you guys was closer than what I had, you know, with the Brad K energy. So, um, yeah. that's one of those things where the research was there. I mean, you guys <laughs> put the time in, and he, he almost had it, you know. I don't yeah. know what to tell him. Don't get me wrong. Um, I don't even know what to call him. Stranger or voicemail number one. Uh, you know, we've had I've had my fair share of weeks where I'm like low on Logano and I don't doesn't pay off. And I've had my fair share of weeks where I'm way too heavy on him like last week and he screws me. But this just tells me that maybe he's a guy Dale that watched the preview video and he wasn't one of the four guys named in the preview video. Um, but I think this tells him he needs to subscribe premium, honestly. Come watch, come look at my rankings. Um, caller number one. Keep calling because I love the beer drinking. I love the energy. Yeah. I mean, on, after the Daytona 500, you know, I had about 63,000 beers. So watching Joey get wrecked on the last lap, I felt – I feel your pain, brother. I feel your pain about the Joseph L deal. So, yeah. yeah and the last words I'll leave you with, um, caller, is at Daytona with Dale, I remember I was carrying – you know, Chef Boy's my name. I had, like, the waiter form with my hand. I had a box just full of beers and drip drop and I was carrying it like a waiter. So, you know, me and Dale have been there. We've been there before. Um, I don't have any other answer though, besides check the, check the rankings out. And maybe don't uh, drink as heavily. <laughs> yeah. Maybe wait till the race starts. is good. Whether you, whether you know it or not. But once the race starts unlimited, right? There you go. Exactly. Okay. Right, what else do we have? Hey y'all. The guy who called in last week just wanted to say, I found my toothpick this morning. I used it to scrape the bubble wall of bubble gum off my new balance tennis shoe, baby. Okay, we might – all right, that accent was so bad. We might need to – or just like so Southern, we might need to put some captions on the video for that one. Uh, that, that one was tough to hear. Can you tell me exactly what he said? Yeah. Bubba and Bubblegum. Yeah. And Phoenix is hot. I'm going to try to read this because um, you know how Google will put the words underneath the voicemail? Oh, yeah. Okay, that's that's got to be good. All right. He comes out the gate hot. He says, um, hey, y'all, motorboat here the guy who called last week. So I'm assuming he left a voicemail for the chase only episode last week where he didn't state his name. So now he's saying his name is motorboat motorboat. Just love to, it. Just wanted to say, I found my toothpick this morning. I used <laughs> it to scrape the bubble gum off my new balance tennis shoe. Um, bubble Wallace. Okay. This is where the text gets weird. Something bubble Wallace, instead of talking through it, I, cho I chose it. I don't know. This is the text is messed up. <laughs> We're gonna to have to put some captions on here to figure it out. Yeah, we might have to we might have to adjust our game plan for next time motorboat um, 
calls. But it's the Mississippi hieroglyphics. He did but, say so. he did say at the end. I caught this that Tyler Reddick owes him eight bucks. So let's talk about Tyler Reddick's day. Oh gosh, really, really bad. Um, I was very indifferent on Reddick. RCR has kind of well, okay. Well, Ryan Newman did win a race here in 2017 in the spring race, but completely based on strategy. Um, they a late race caution came out. They took two tires. Everybody else took four. He held them off. But besides that, uh, RCR, especially with Austin Dillon, has not been super great here. So, you know, I didn't uh, – I saw some other sharps uh, kind of taking Reddick in matchups or like a uh, high-value top ten. But I, I wasn't on board with that, and I, he just was never up there. He was around 20th most of the race, and then he had a flat tire, uh, hit the wall, and just had a really, really bad race. I don't even know what he finished, but I don't think he was a winner in uh, matchups or, or any DFS plays. Yeah, I want to say he had, like, a late issue and, like, ran to the wall. and he. Yeah, yeah, he did, and he, he, he cut a tire down. Um, but what what so what is the significance by the Tyler Reddick owes me eight dollars? I'm assuming he put like a straight bet out there um, for Reddick to either win or to finish in the top three. But I mean, I, I guess I can kind of take an L on this one. I had Reddick and Kurt Busch as two as my two of my sleepers to finish well. Um, not um, like I was about to ask who the fuck who the fuck uh, referred him as a good pick. Yeah, I mean in DFS he started what 25th. I thought he could get a top ten. Yeah, no, that's understandable. That's but I didn't straight bet him. I just I encouraged that if you want to, I said if you want to be different and pivot off the chalk, go from like a Bowman to a Kurt Bush or a um I can't remember who was in Reddick's range. Maybe instead of a Bubba Wallace, go into a, a Reddick just to be different. But he Reddick let me down um for sure. I thought he had potential to be a, a DFS play, but not a straight bet. Yeah, I um talking about Kurt Bush, I definitely liked Kurt Bush. Uh, but he did, he just again asked you, I think finished 14th and 19th with Kurt and uh Chastain, so they just didn't really have it today. I thought Kurt would be okay, excuse me, early on. Kurt, uh, I think his qualifying spot, yeah, you, you said 12th, and he was pretty cheap, so he ran up and got up into like sixth place. And I, I yeah. would, I immediately thought he was going to be fast, and he really just kind of faded and just hung around 10th to 15th the whole race, so um, it was a sustainable, but not. Not the points you would have you would have hoped for. Yeah, anytime Kurt Busch is under 8K on DraftKings, you got to give him a look. Right, right. I, I thought the same exact thing when I saw him, when I saw that price tag. So, but Not the best floor starting 12th, I'll say that. Like, that's the argument against him. But Right, absolutely. But And, and I, I do, like I said, I do understand what you, what you were looking for in Reddick. Unfortunately, uh, to Motorboat, I don't think Reddick's going to give you that eight bucks. <laughs> but there will be opportunities for you to bet on him later in a, in a better spot, whether it be DFS or DraftKings or not DFS, DraftKings, FanDuel or straight bets. So you might get that eight bucks back at some point this year. Yeah. And I'm not even going to try to decipher the Bubba Wallace stuff. I think it was funny, but I'm pretty sure it's, I'm pretty sure he's not a Bubba fan and uh, we need to work on a way to get these a little bit. Maybe I should have gone on my phone right next to the mic, but sounds like we have a, a Bubba hater to me. Yeah, I could, I could, I could sense that a little bit. <laughs> sense that a little bit based on his tone. You know, <laughs> you know but that, this is that was the second week in a row. I think Chase had a call last week where we had a Bubba hater. But look, I've gone on record, Dale, and I'll get this is the final thing before we close for the night. I've been on record saying this season will be extremely telling on the Bubba Wallace argument because 
to me, you got a guy in Ty Dillon and Bubba Wallace who have historically around the same average finish, like the 28th, literally, like both of them had struggled. One gets kicked to Xfinity, one gets an upgrade. We don't know if it's an upgrade, but we're, we're assuming that that, you know, when you bring Michael Jordan and Denny Hamill together, you assume that equipment's better than, you know, Richard Petty Motorsports. So my point has been this season will be telling in the whole Eric Jones versus Bubba Wallace and how good truly is Bubba Wallace, how good truly is Eric Jones or how bad is Eric Jones or Bubba Wallace. I think once we have eight races under our belt this year, it's fair to be, to be critical of Bubba Wallace. I would agree. I would maybe say 10. Um, but here's the deal. I actually, I think this is kind of a, a different look on this, but I think there's way more pressure. You talk about Ty Dillon with what he's going through. I think there's a lot more pressure on him right now because he's driving that 54 car in the Xfinity series and Ty Gibbs in his two opportunities has torn it up in that car. And Ty Dillon has had not good results. You yeah. know what I mean? So I think there's a lot more pressure on Ty, uh, Ty Dillon, not Ty Gibbs. Yeah. I wasn't trying to compare Ty Dillon to um, my point is like, Last year, traditionally, traditionally, Bubba Wallace and Ty Dillon in the cup were always priced right next to each other. So when I was ranking I them, I had to like put them one or the other. And both of them had similar equipment, I'd say. And it and just happens to be that both of them have like similar stats for average finish. So to me, the story was like Ty Dillon, Ty Dillon goes to Xfinity, loses his cup ride. Bubba Wallace gets an upgrade. I'm not saying one person's like getting the benefit of the doubt. One person isn't, but looking at the facts, Eric Jones gets a downgrade. Bubba Wallace gets an upgrade. Ty Dillon's out. I think it's fair to, to argue like Eric Jones versus Bubba Wallace. Who's the better driver. I think you can point to that. Maybe, I don't know how eight races, 10 races down and say, you'll be able to make your case. If you're a Bubba Wallace, if you're a Bubba Wallace hater or supporter, you will be able to make your case this season, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I totally agree. This season is a huge year for him. Um, but I think today, I think it's going to take some time to figure it out. Uh, just with new teams, I feel like this is just going to happen. Um, and today was a very good sign for them. They had really good speed in that race car. So I think that, you know, I think he'll start running. We have Atlanta next week. I could see them running top 10 in Atlanta easily. Um, I think they have, I think they just got some momentum from this race. I know their finish wasn't the best, but the fact that they just realized that their car could have speed uh, and run in the top 10, maybe, I mean, with how that car was late in the race, maybe top five. Um, I think that's a huge sign for him. And I totally agree with you. This, I know he's going to get more than one year with this team, no doubt, but this is in my, like, in your opinion, in my opinion, it is kind of a make or break year on how we can talk about Bubba. Um, but I, I do, I, I stand firm with the, with the opinion that he will win a race this year and be in the playoffs and run really strong. Once that, once they start clicking, I think he's going to start ripping off some good runs. Uh, Eric Jones has been pretty solid. Uh, that team is just Richard Petty motorsports for since Richard Petty hopped out of that car in 1992 has just been an absolute joke for most of its existence. And I hate to say that, but it, just look at the statistics, you know. So nobody bodes well to do to do well in that number forty three. But I, I hope the best for Eric Jones. You know, I, they're they're going to have some races where they have brake failures or engine failure or just random mechanical issues that 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 deflate uh, that team and deflate Eric Jones. But I also think he's a very talented race car driver and he's going to have some good runs. So it's it's hard to talk about Jones because I think he's talented. 
But, you know, like you said, it's a big downgrade to move to that team from Joe Gibbs. You know, he's, that's he's, what, got, he's got a big chip on his shoulder, no and doubt. That, and that's why I think Bubba has to be a, a, a decent margin better than Eric Jones. Because if, if it's close, I'm going to point to Jones and be like, that dude is doing more with less. Honestly. Yeah, that's a good that's a that's a good topic. It's like, who do you point at? You know, if Jones is doing comparable to what Bubba's doing on the track, you say Bubba's not getting enough, or do you say Jones is is better? I think most people would say Bubba's not getting enough. Yeah, uh, and I think that Bubba's team would. I don't think they look at Eric Jones, and I don't think Bubba thinks about that. But if he were, he would say, "I'm not doing good enough. My old team is is beating me." You know, with a different yeah. driver. It's a oh. fun topic, and it's something to me that's like not discussed enough. If you look at some of these like DFS prices traditionally, and you like compare these people to each other, like the people that I kind of compared to Bubba or Ty Dillon last year, and this year I'm kind of comparing him to Eric Jones. Um, but, anyways, you know that's. I think you're. I mean, you and Chase are on record saying that Bubba's going to win a race. Chase says Martinsville. You say he's going to win one. Um, I don't think it'll be Martinsville. It's too early in the season. Um, that, that Martinsville Martinsville's in like three weeks. So that would be right around the eight or nine race mark. I think it's going to take some more time. I think it's going to yeah. take some more time. So it's a long season for sure. Um, Dale, any last words? I, I just want to thank motorboat and, uh, <laughs> the beer guy, the beer man for calling in and uh, giving us, giving me a little bit of a laugh. What's with what's been a, a, a good weekend. Cause we went positive, but a back and forth weekend has been pretty stressful when it comes to the betting DFS world. So, um, and then shout out to drip drop. Once again, I've gone <laughs> through about three of these in the past two or three hours. So, um, the ultimate rehydration company drip drop, the official drink of the garage guys. So that's it for me, dude, what you got? That's it. I mean, I, I want to say probably didn't have as many like movie references or music references as chase. Um, probably didn't like, you know, with Chase, you can tell him Martin Truex and he can think of like an NFL mascot and somehow those two things compare to each other. So the, the, the podcast definitely lost something, but I feel like we covered a lot of uh, a lot of like NASCAR talk on this episode. Oh, absolutely. You know, and once the Walmart connection goes away, <laughs> you know, your boy Chase, Garage Guy Chase will return. So Dude, I'm, be looking I'm, forward to seeing him. I'm so excited that like we, his internet kind of was the problem because he literally always blames my Xfinity internet. I'm like, dude, I pay 120 bucks for internet. It better not be wrong. Like that's a, that's a good bit of coin for internet. So yeah, uh, it, Xfinity did, Xfinity does have its fair share of problems. There's no question. I've dealt with Xfinity issues and the Xfinity series kind of sucks right now <laughs> because we're not winning. So it's pretty appropriate that that could make sense, but yeah. not in this case, not in this case, not this yeah. time. For sure, dude. Well, uh, that's a wrap. That's an episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed it. We will be back next week with all the content as usual. And uh, yeah, should have Chase back. And uh, let's back. Sports party repeat. It's the garage, guys. 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 
the garage guys. It's 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 the garage guys. It's it's the garage guys.